سلام
how is it possible that all those dams, all that ibadah, all that zikr, all that traveling, right? Even a person can say all that traveling, all that umrah, all that hajj, all that khidmah, all that dawah, all that ilm, all that zikr. And still, I went back to that same old sin, same old sin that I used to do when I was just purely a person of dunya. And they get shocked. And then enter, and some, for some people, this shock is crippling. It devastates them. They fall into depression. They don't understand. Now, those who are strong and steadfast, they have sub, they have himma, they have endurance and fortitude. So they beg to Allah Ta'ala, they cry over repeating the sin, they make dua, maybe they give some charity, maybe again they try all their old things, Maybe again they'll go to a beyond, go to Majlis, try to do more dawah, try to teach something, make zikr, go for umrah. They try their, all the things that they did before. And then what happens is that they do manage to pick themselves up and they get out from the segment because they use their sabr, their fortitude, their endurance, their striving, their majada. But then, just within one or two or a few months, again they commit to sin. Again they get shocked. Again, they fall into depression. And what happens when this pattern repeats itself is that oftentimes when a person on this path of Eskia, they lose that strength. They just feel, I can't do it anymore. I can't fight this much. I don't understand. I've tried everything. I've done everything. I've heard everything. I've even felt everything. I have, at moments of my life, felt love for Allah Ta'ala. I have cried out of fear of Allah Ta'ala. I have felt shukr to Allah and I'm still doing the sin I don't understand I've even felt sabr I felt mujahada I picked myself up I forced myself back on track I even tried that I even felt that feeling in fact when they sit down to think about it every feeling that they've heard from Quran and Sunnah the feelings of Tazkiyah that Amashai have taught at some point on this journey, on this struggle, on this path, they have actually felt all of those feelings. And still they end up in sin. And they just get stunned. They just, then sometimes a person gets so shocked, so crippled, they just go to inaction. Then what happens then they will say, nah, I just can't do anything. I don't feel like reading Quran. I don't feel like making zikr. I can barely listen to Bian. Even if I listen to Bian, it doesn't move me the way it used to. Then it can go further. Then it will affect the Farad. Because I don't feel even like waking up for Fajr. Now I'm missing Fajr. Then they'll say that even when I pray during the day, I pray Zohar, Asr, Maghrib. I don't feel anything in my prayer. I don't even feel like praying. I just pray because I'm at office and everybody sees that I have a beard and a hat and everybody expects me to pray. So I get up and pray. And they get scared, like, you know, they realize that if I was actually left on my own, if I was in the middle of nowhere, maybe it wouldn't just be Fajr that I would be missing. Maybe I'd actually miss Zohar and Asr also. Maybe I'd miss Isha. Hmm? And they get even more shocked. <laughs> and then they get more devastated. And they, then they get stunned. So what's the answer to this question? What's the answer to this question? I'm so stuck and I've tried to get out and I keep trying to get out and I have gotten out before only to fall back 
you see a person who falls for the first time and you can tell them, right? It's almost like a person who's in physical therapy. So they get there trying to walk and they fall for the very first time. So then you go and you tell them, you coach them, encourage them, get back up, you can stand, you can do it, make the effort, and they get back up. And the first time it's easy. The first time they have hope, optimism, and with their own hope and optimism, along with encouragement, they get back up. I can imagine that every five steps they fall, that as they keep falling, keep falling, they'll start losing that hope. They lose that optimism. Then the encouragement, even if somebody is still encouraging them, the encouragement isn't so encouraging to them anymore. It means that the person encouraging them, they're listening to the words, but the words don't give them so much hope anymore. The first time they listened to the words, they got up. Now they listen to the same words, but they know I've listened to this before, I've gotten up before, and I fell right back down. What's the answer to all this? Why is this happening to this person? How does a person get out? Alhamdulillah, this is also something that our Mashaikh has explained to us. Now, there's no one single answer to this predicament. But I wanted to share some of the answers our Mashaikh has taught us. First of all, this feeling itself is from the tawfiq and fazl and karam of Allah Taala. What this feeling of why am I stuck? This is also good. Why? Because it means that the person doesn't just want to get up, they want to stay up. That means they want to stikama, they want to taqwa, they want to be firmly established on the sharia and sunnah. So it's not enough for them, this falling and getting up and falling again and getting up again and falling up and getting again. If that was enough for them, they wouldn't be depressed, they wouldn't be shocked, they said, fine, I keep falling, I keep getting up, I'm perfectly fine. No, so the first thing is actually it's a good emotion on their part that they're not fine with this. They don't want it anymore. They can't take it anymore. They're sick and tired of falling and getting up and falling and getting up. They want to stay up. This is a good emotion. Good thing. And they make a lot of dua for it. And then they also get stunned. So, okay, fine, if I didn't make my efforts good enough, but I know from my Mashaikh and I've learned from the ulama that Allah Ta'ala can make anything happen. I wasn't counting on myself so that's why I'm even more shocked because I turned to Allah Ta'ala and I would make du'a and I made du'a for it in Tawaf and I made du'a for it in Arafah and I made du'a and I begged Allah Ta'ala never to let me sit again. And still, I fell right back down. So then that's what shocks the person. That I wasn't planning to stay up in my own strength. I was counting on Allah Ta'ala to keep me up. And then they think of all their salah, ibadah, zikr, whatever they've done in their life, all of it. And I think I did all of that and still Allah is not keeping me up. Now they don't say it like that in the words, but this is the crisis that's going on in their heart. This is why they lose hope. They never had hope in themselves to begin with. What happens is they lose hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They lose hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They don't think it consciously, but that's what's crippling them inside. Because when they lose hope in Allah, then that's called pure hopelessness. That's an utter abyss of hopelessness. Then when they reach that deep abyss of hopelessness, then they don't feel like doing anything. That's what causes the feeling that I don't feel like praying, I don't feel like doing anything. And then when that happens, then all the old sins come back. Because when the person is missing, when the person is missing Fajr, 
and they're not paying anything and they don't feel like doing anything, everything they ever did came back. It might be TV, it might be sports, it might be news, it might be music, it might be sitcoms, it might be movies, it might be novels, it might be surfing, it might be sinning, it might be sinning while surfing, it may be relations, it may be interactions, it may be substances, all of it comes back when this person reaches a state of hopelessness. And then when all of that comes back, they're finished. They're completely finished. So this is what Allah Ta'ala, this is why Allah Ta'ala told us in this verse that Allah Ta'ala mentioned in Quran, قُلْ يَا إِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْتَفُوا So now I will translate this in using the commentary of what we just mentioned. That proclaim to them, my beloved Nabi Akreem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, يَا إِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْتَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ that all oh, my beloved creatures and slaves and servants who keep continually, constantly slipping and sinning again and again and again. All oh, those who keep falling, even after striving, even after repenting, even after praying, even after Umrah, Hajj, keep falling. Those who keep falling, they should know they should never ever lose hope never let their falling make them lose hope they should never lose hope from the mercy of Allah so the person says where do I see the hope I keep sinning I keep sinning I've been sinning hundreds and hundreds of times I sin every year where's my hope Allah Ta'ala gives a hope by wiping clear the past. In Allah That now that Allah Ta'ala forgives all sins entirely. What does it mean? So this person's life was that they were falling and getting up. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, if I forgive all of your fallings. Allah is not saying here in this verse that you won't fall anymore. There's no mention of that here. Allah is going to grant you taqwa Allah will lift you up Allah will take you out of sins there are many other verses Allah Ta'ala says that here Allah Ta'ala is talking to those people who keep slipping there are other verses of Quran about the person who sins one who sins in jahala who makes tawbah min kareeb this is the verse about that repeat cyclical addicted chronic sinning offender keeps falling keeps falling here Allah Ta'ala says, look, the reason you won't lose hope is because, number one, Allah Ta'ala will forgive you for keeping falling. Okay? So the person says, okay, fine. If I accept this, now I know at least that Allah Ta'ala will keep forgiving. What is going to call, why will Allah Ta'ala forgive me for falling and falling and falling every time? How can Allah Ta'ala forgive me for returning to that sin I did when I was a uh, person of dunya and I'm doing that sin again even though I'm on deen how can Allah Ta'ala forgive me for that? So the reason is that the way Allah Ta'ala forgives you forgives us is that hurt that pain that shock that's not supposed to lead to depression that desire that emotion that I want to stay standing just that desire the absolute shock and horror of falling again 
and the deep, deep burning desire in the heart to remain standing and never fall, that feeling of shock and horror and that feeling of desire, that's what makes Allah Ta'ala forgives you for that falling. So actually, that is also tawfiq from Allah Ta'ala. And let me explain a different way. Many of us, we think that no, in this path of Tazkiyah, I must read this to comment. Yes, that is correct. But that may take 20, 30, 40 years. And it may even be that there may be people who spend their entire life trying and still they reach their grave without ever having reached Istikamat. Istikamat means that absolute perseverance and staying away from sin entirely. They may actually spend their whole life and never reach that. Then, actually, this feeling of remorse, feeling of shock, itself is a gift from Allah And maybe this person, the way Allah brings this person close to them, is by making, by not preventing them from falling. And then every time they fall, Allah Ta'ala gives them tawfiq to feel sad and remorseful and repentant to Him. This is the progress. In other words, some of us, our path to Jannah will be laid out in this way. Sinning in Tawbah, sinning in Tawbah, sinning in Tawbah. And the whole path, all the way, just like a black tile, white tile, black tile, white tile, black tile, white tile. Our whole route to Jannah is just paved like that. There will be some people that the first Half of their path is black tile, white tile, black tile, white tile, and then the rest is all white. There'll be some lucky people like that. That's very special people. They're called Siddiqeen, Sadiqeen, Salahin, Muttaqeen. Now all of us, our desire is to be like that. But the reality is that not every one of us will be able to be like that. The point is not to give up. The point is what Allah taught us in Quran Never despair of the mercy of Allah Never think that because you sin Allah is not sending His mercy on you No Notwithstanding your sins Despite your sinning While sinning Allah is sending His mercy on you His mercy is twofold One, He forgives you for the sins when you do them In Allah And second Allah keeps putting in you this desire that you don't want to sin again. Toba. Keeps putting you in this, in your heart this feeling of remorse. And for some people, that's how they will get close to Allah Ta'ala. By constantly making Toba, constantly making that remorse. That also gets the belovedness of Allah Ta'ala. That's what Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, Inna Allaha yuhimbu tawadeen. That indeed Allah Ta'ala loves this group, tawadeen. Your whole life was on Toba. All the time making Toba, breaking Toba, repeating Toba. Your whole life was like that. White, black, white, black. But the good, evil, good, evil, good, evil. Takwa sin, takwa sin, takwa sin. The whole life was like that. But every time they did sin Toba. Every time they did sin Toba. Every time they did sin remorse, repentance. So they taught Toba being. And Toba loves them also. So there's also a category of being the beloved of Allah in fact it may even be the case that maybe one of us we made dua to Allah 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 I want to be from your beloved make me from your mahbubin 
deeply from those who you love. So maybe Allah accepted that du'a in our case by making us from the tawabin. That okay, you wanted to be my beloved. Yes, there is one type of beloved. They're called oliyah muttaqun. But that's not the only kind of beloved. And maybe me and you we weren't good enough to be that kind of beloved. So Allah accepted our du'a and making us another type of mahrubin, another type of his beloved, tawabin. It doesn't mean at all that a person should be content and relax and just keep sinning or thinking sinning is okay or thinking fine it's okay if I fall. Because if you think like that, you won't be tawabin anymore. The only way to be from the tawabin is to always feel the remorse, repentance, shame, sorrow, shock, and horror at sin. Yes, this is a test. This is the way. Allah Ta'ala has tested people in this world. Sometimes people have physical illnesses that severely impair their quality of life and they have to live with that pain every day of their entire life until their grave. Just like that, it is possible that Allah Ta'ala may afflict me and you, one or some of us, with a spiritual illness that is constantly impairing our quality of taqwa and we have to live with that every day and we fight it every day and we manage it every day and we struggle to get up every day and we make toba every day and we keep hoping that yes, one day Allah will take it away but and when He doesn't we don't think that we're not in the mercy of Allah we're still in the mercy of Allah because we still make that toba. so this toba is also from this maghfira in Allah yagfira zunubah jimiyah innahu ghafuru rahim his forgiving this Allah another way you can translate this is indeed he he Allah he is all forgiving and in his forgiveness of Rahim lies his mercy his rahmah is coming on you how he is forgiving you for what you're doing he's forgiving all those things still a person has to fight it you have to fight it but I wanted to explain our point was so that people don't fall into that hopelessness, into that inaction, so they don't lead the slipping into TV or movies or music. They must fight all of that. But if they slip into that, it shouldn't lead to the next step. That I'm hopeless, therefore I'm a stutter, therefore I don't pray, therefore I don't feel like praying, therefore I don't feel like doing anything. This has to stop. It cannot continue to that next level. This is a, it, a path that Allah has put us on. So this is also a meaning of sabr and shukr. That to be patient and accept and be grateful for whatever path Allah has put me on to get Jannah. Yes, we can always want more. Just like in our worldly material life, people can want more. That I want to be better, I want to have more comfortable life, earnings, so I can go to Ummah more, Hajj more, etc., but at the same time, must always be content. Must always be content and happy with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The key ingredient to all of this, but to remain happy and content and pleased with Allah ta'ala, and to remember that you're still in the mercy of Allah ta'ala, and to keep feeling the hope and not falling in hopelessness, the key istikama here is not that you will never, you not necessarily leave that sin entirely forever, Istikama is istikama on your ibadah. That's where a mashaykh of Tazkiyah always, in addition to teaching a person tawbah, making them make, helping them make tawbah, 
giving them beyond madras always gave them a daily regimen of ibadah to do extra ibadah nafil ibadah mustahab ibadah zikr azkar because that act of zikr is what keeps the person's hope alive keeps that connection alive so there's no sin that you do even if you think about it rationally there's no sin that you will do that can prevent you from doing the ibadah okay you did a sin let's say a person watched a movie let's say a person even watched something unlawful on the internet okay how long could they have watched it one hour two hour three hours the day is 24 hours they must make sure in that 24 hours notwithstanding despite that evil sin still they must do all their salah they must recite Quran they must make zikr of Allah on their heart they must recite istighfar they must recite the Rishi Salawat it means if you don't have the strength to stop sinning if you don't have the strength to stop sinning then surely you do have the strength that you keep on going keep going keep on going with your routine of Ibadah that's with everybody that's possible for everybody so that is the trick that is why Mashai gives strength so much this daily regimen of zikr and our own Mashai they call them ma'mulat ma'mulat is full of ma'mul ma'mul means that thing that you do it and it's done every day that you do it and it's done and it gets done it's your ma'mul it's your habit to do it every day it's your lived regimen but if a person sins and on top of it leaves the ma'mulat so they do evil and they abandon good then yes then in that situation the person will end up in hopelessness because I'm doing evil and I'm abandoning good what do I have left? Hmm? this is where now the teaching of mujahada comes in there is one mujahada yes striving struggling to leave sin entirely and until and unless you're successful in that until you reach that stage that you're never falling always standing you must make sure to do the other mujahada and that's the mujahada to do your ibadah that's why our mashayik, especially our mashayik and our shaban, they would always stress this, that the greatest mujahada is leaving sin. It's more mujahada to leave sin entirely. It's easier to pray hundred rakahs every night. It's easier to recite three juz a day. It's easier to do so many things. They're not easy, but it's easier to do that. The hardest mujahada is to leave all sin entirely. Now that's our goal. We're struggling to do that. But you might be failing sometimes in that mudana. But don't fail on the lesser, the easier struggle, which is to always be regular and constant on your ibadat and your acts of worship. Always be good in your mu'amalat, your uh, interpersonal relations, your interactions with others. See, those are the things that are within our reach. Like if a person commits a crude sin secretly, they can still smile at others, be a person of charity, still be a person who is well behaved still have adab, still have akhlaq and this is our key this is why this is stressed so much ibadat and mu'amalat our worship and relation and connection with Allah and our interpersonal relations and manners and character with others we must have istikama on these two things the, when we max out on these two then we are hopeful that Allah will give us the third highest, highest thing in being. That's called taqwa, leaving sin entirely. That's what Allah Ta'ala said, in awliyahu illa al-muttaqoon. That who are the awliyahu Allah Ta'ala, who are those super special friends, except the ones who leave sin all, leave all sin entirely. 
So now it's a beautiful thing because what else I'll say here? You are getting the mercy. I said, no, I wanted to leave all sin entirely. Allah says, you are getting the mercy. How? In Allah, Allah is forgiving all sin entirely. Allah That's two ways. Either we become people who leave all sin entirely, or at least second option is to become people who get their all sins forgiven entirely. That's called Tawabi. That's called Tawabi. This is the hope that this verse is given. So Allah is remembering us with this mercy. And sometimes it also is possible, and once, and it's only actually once that I ever heard our Sheikh say this in 20 years, it was a very special thing. And it's something his own Sheikh, and he has a of Allah, and Habib, said. And that was that sometimes Allah Ta'ala makes a person sin. And makes them keep sinning. Why? To protect them from ujub. To protect them from having vanity and conceit. What does it mean? It means let's say a person was successful in their mission. What was the mission? Keep standing, never falling. What was the mission? That's called taqwa. What was the mission? That leaves sin entirely. Let's say they did it. That she left all sin entirely. Never. But not even the left ghafla, left love, left idle things. They left all haram sin, haram surfing, haram images, haram relations. They even left anything superfluous like news or sports. They left the things, anything and everything. So, there's a danger that if somebody was successful in that mission, they might get arrogant. They might think of themselves as better than others. They might mistreat others. They might have vanity and conceit. And actually then they would end up with a whole other These are also sins. All of these are sins. So actually outwardly, apparently they're mutakeen because they haven't actually left all sin entirely. But they've left all their old sins entirely. So they've left TV, music, movies entirely. They've left haram, internet, haram relationships entirely. They've left all that entirely but they end up on an entirely new set of sins that they have arrogance, vanity, conceit. And it's possible they would be so deceived and deluded by their leaving their old sins that they wouldn't realize that all these new sins have crept up on them. So then, because they didn't realize these new sins that have crept up on them, they wouldn't make toba for them. They wouldn't feel bad about it. There would be no shame, no remorse, no repentance. So they would actually die in a state that they died with sins that they never repented from. Whereas, rather than them being afflicted by this, if they lapse into their old sins, or they hate their old sins, because they hate their old self, and every time they do that old sin, they feel the remorse and repentance, and every time they feel that remorse and repentance, in Allah, Allah forgives that sin. So actually, when they die then, they die, but every sin they did, they repented from and were forgiven for. So they die in that state, forgiven entirely. So outwardly, they thought that the first one was better, but the king that they left entirely, but they made ended up on other sins. And if you think about it, it does make sense. Because now imagine, first of all, what incredible level of mujahidah it would take, like we already said, the highest level of mujahidah, not to, uh, not to do any sin, to leave all sin, old, new, other, entirely. 
And then secondly, imagine how pure that person's heart must be, how pure their character must be, that they don't feel even slightly arrogant. Now remember the Hadith of Nabi Ibn Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. What did the Prophet say? Very well known, right? He said that no one of you will ever enter into Jannah if he has even an atom's weight of pride. Miskala even a microscopic subatomic particle of gibber in their heart. So imagine there's a person who's left all sin, making perfect dawah, studying ilm perfectly, making all their zikr regularly, praying to hajjah all the time, having good adab and akhlaq. Can you just imagine how many people, how much people would praise them? How much they would be so aware of this accomplishment? Then can you imagine with all this success and all this praise, and all this awareness and feeling of accomplishment, can you imagine how difficult it is to prevent even the slightest drop of kibber, of arrogance and conceit and self-love entering into the heart? And then if a person dies like that with even 10 drops of kibber, they won't enter into Jannah. Means they have to go to Jannah first, get burned for the kibber, and then go to Jannah. So actually some people don't have... Now, what, now this is another thing. And the true one will say, no, but I want that. I want to be that person who leaves all sin entirely, excels to the best of my ability in my ibadah, my sunnah, my zikr, my taqwa, my haya, in my dawah, my khidmah, my ilm, my akhlaq, my relations, in everything. And I don't want to feel any of those sins of arrogance, conceit, and anything. So then, the answer for that person, same thing, Imamullah. It's the zikr. It's only your constancy in zikr that can eliminate all the arrogance, pride, conceit, or envy along the way, envy, jealousy, and ultimately if you reach the station, the arrogance and pride. So again, the answer is zikr. So because the Mashaikh were so well trained, and then they had so much experience in training others also well on this path of Tazkiyah, they understood that whether it's at the beginning, or in the middle, or at the end, a person's success is going to lie. They want to get complete success. Absolute success lies in these three things. Always wanting to leave sin entirely and feeling shock and horror any failure and always feeling remorse and repentance. Second, being regular in zikr, mamulat, and the daily regimen of worship and remembrance of Allah SWT. And third, in our mu'amalat, mu'amalat means our interpersonal relations, have the highest adab and akhlaq, best character relations. And you will find that they just keep talking about these three things over and over and over again. This is something we wanted to share with our friends and listeners because these days often we're not able to reply to everyone individually, but we read everything that all of them write us and we feel for all of them and we make dua for all of them. And we want to try our best that Allah Ta'ala accepted, inshallah, that we use these weekly gatherings to try to guide as many of our friends as we can on the issues that are affecting them. And this is what Allah Ta'ala put in our heart for tonight. May Allah Ta'ala accept this near from us. And we make dua for all of the friends and listeners that may Allah Ta'ala grant them such perfect and complete jaskiyah just as if they were the students of Imam Al-Bani or they were the students of Adha Shah Bahaudin of Shabban Bukhari 
Orange if they were the students of Sheikh Abba Abba Dhanakdalai, or if they were Tadeen, students of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq, where they allowed on Anhu, then may Allah Ta'ala grant them from his own Fazal Karam and Rahma, from his own mercy and grace and tender love, every success on this path of Tazkiyah, and may make each and every one of us from the Tawadeen and the Muttaqeen, and may he grant us every aspect of his love and belovedness, and make each and every one of us from his Mahbubeen, Makfudeen, Ba'akhir and Da'wana, and Alhamdulillah, Hinam Nikah, Amin.